Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather, so I give you news and views from a West Texans, the biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, we have a lot to cover tonight, but two topics that I want to get to straightway. If I don't cover anything else uh, in this here, it's going to be the generation in history. So the most programmed generation in history. This article is by David Furiazzo. And the other one that I want to cover um, quickly tonight is at HarbingersDaily.com. And he's one of my favorite, one of my favorite um, writers, reporters, and I haven't heard from in a while, but it's Dean Dwyer over there, all the way over there in Queensland, Australia. Queensland, Australia. Hey, Dean, I tell you what, I really do love his articles. I tell you what, he always gets some, he picks the best topics. And I tell you what, he just got a gift of writing and just right straight to the point with lots of evidence. Anyway, this uh, article is posted on the 4th of March. And it's Australian police describe premillennialism as an extremist ideology connecting belief to terrorism. So this is at the harbingersdaily.com. So we're going to jump into that article right now. So on 12 December 2022, four Queensland police officers attended a, uh, attended a property for what we are told was a routine mis in person's check. The property that the police entered was occupied by three people, Gareth, Nathaniel, and Stacy Train. Including the police officers and the occupiers, seven people were on that property at the fateful on that fateful day. By the time the day ended, only two were alive. Gareth, Nathaniel, and Stacy lay dead, as did two of the police officers. According to the official report, the police officers were shot by the train family, as was a sixth victim, a neighbor who heard the commotion and went to investigate. It was described as one of Australia's darkest days. Australia has very strict gun laws, so a violent shooting of this nature is somewhat rare. The catalyst for tightening gun ownership in Australia was an event known as the Port Arthur Massacre. According to the official account, on 28th April of 1996, a lone gunman killed, tw- killed 35 people. In just 12 days after the massacre, all Australian states and territories came together to establish a national firearms agreement. The agreement restricted ownership of automatic and semi-automatic weapons and made it harder to obtain a gun license. Central to the success of the government's plan was a gun buyback scheme. It resulted in the destruction of over a million guns. As with any crime, one of the key key principles of investigation revolves around motive. Since the slaying of police officers in Australia is incredibly rare, many were keen for answers. What would compel otherwise quiet Australians to commit what many in the community considered a heinous crime? Imagine our surprise when the Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner Tracy Linford fronted the media to conclude that the trio were religious extremists who subscribed to, quote, a broad Christian fundamentalist belief system known as premillennialism, unquote. And he, Dean says, wait, what? Never have I heard premillennialism described as an extremist ideology. So for the benefit of those who are not aware of the term, let's seek to understand the basis for this belief. So premillennialism is the belief that Jesus Christ will return physically to the earth in order to institute his 1000 year reign of peace and righteousness upon the earth in fulfillment of scripture. This is affirmed in Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 6. But the coming kingdom is not only dealt with in the New Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Amos, 
Amos and Zechariah all deal with the promising with the promises concerning the coming kingdom. During this era, the world will flourish under the rule of the Prince of Peace, basking in peace and prosperity. Although some people ascribe to the uh, amillennialism and postmillennial. Uh, view my firm belief he says is premillennialism is consistent with a plain reading of scripture and i completely agree with dean i subscribe to the same thing charles c ryrie defines the premillennial view in this way the millennium is the period of a thousand years of the visible earthly reign of the lord jesus christ who after his return from heaven will fulfill during that period the promises contained in the abrahamic davidic uh, davidic and new covenants to israel will bring the whole world to a knowledge of God and will lift the curse from the whole creation. But to be clear, he says, I hold a dispensational premillennial position on as opposed to historic premillennialism. He goes, you see, historic premillennialists do not distinguish between Israel and the church, therefore believing that the church will endure the tribulation period. On the other hand, Murphy had to jump up here, of course. You know, you get into this and my cat's got to go nuts. Anyway, so uh, he goes, You see, we're going to take that again. You see, historic premillennialists do not distinguish between Israel and the church, therefore believing that the church will endure the tribulation period. On the other hand, dispensational uh, premillennials consistently distinguish Israel from the church. And for this reason, we believe the church will be raptured in the Lord's presence into the Lord's presence before the beginning of the tribulation period, i.e. the 70th week of Daniel. He says, now that we've established a biblical definition of premillennialism, let's continue with the statement made by the deputy commissioner of the Queensland Police Service. Ms. Linford said that, said this, quote, in its basic interpretation, there was a belief that Christ will return to the earth and provide peace and prosperity, but it will be preceded by an era or a period of time of tribulation, widespread destruction and suffering, end quote. Miss Linsford's statement clearly accords with our understanding uh, concerning the unfolding biblical timeline. I believe that the scriptures teach there will be a rapture of the church, followed by the rise of the Antichrist in the confirmation of the covenant of daniel 927 which begins the tribulation period the tribulation period will indeed be a time of untold horror death destruction and judgment at the conclusion of the seven-year tribulation period christ will return satan will be bound in the millennium will be when the millennium will begin so as we can see miss linford's conclusions were ultimately correct but her assertion that premillennialists are violent is so far off the mark that uh, Martin Isles of the Australian Christian Lobby forcefully responded by saying, We're living in a clown world. In ancient Rome, the authorities blamed Christianity for the evils of their day because they either hated it or were totally ignorant concerning it. I guess history can repeat, unquote. Evidently attempting to draw a link between far-right and religious extremism with premillennial belief, Josh Roos, associate professor of politics at Deakin, or Deakin University, uh, said the trio would um, have believed the world was corrupt and fast imploding. He said, it is a Christian belief that in effect the world is so corrupt, so evil, so beyond repair that at some point in the near future we're facing the implosion of the, wor of the world effectively, an apocalyptic event that, and that Jesus will return to the earth historically cults and apocalyptic cults and so on have always looked to what's going on in the world around them and draw upon that as evidence for the world ending unquote but the most laughable statement was yet to come and i quote they're poorly understood and really there's not a lot known about uh not a lot known about to what extent they 
present, unquote. He goes, here's an idea. Had the deputy commissioner or Mr. Bruce reached out to Christian leaders, they could have been uh, easily educated on the fact that not only is premillennialism a mainstream Protestant belief, but it poses no threat to government or police because it does not espouse premeditated murder or violence in any way. In fact, the irony is that the world will be so peaceful during the millennial reign of Christ that police will probably not even be required. The Queensland Police Service now have now painted a clear target on every sincere Christian who holds to the teaching of premillennialism by connecting this belief to terrorism. And in an omnibus tone, she said that to be on the radar of police, you don't have to be part of a group, unquote. In other words, your local pastor who teaches about the blessed hope of Christ's return may soon be watched very closely by law enforcement. Yes, folks, especially if you live in Australia. That is uh, by Dean Dwyer. Folks, you can tell we are, it is Satan hates Satan hates the rapture. Satan hates premillennialism. He hates it. He absolutely, because it's the truth, and that's our hope, and he wants to take that hope away from people. And, uh, folks, uh, the episode that I did last night, I put a link down to Andy Woods and their prophecy conference. All this is explained if you want to go and watch all of that. I don't agree with everything um, Dr. Andy Woods um, ascribes to, but 99.999% I do, and they explain it so very well. So what else did we want to cover today? Let me jump back over here. So the most programmed generation in history. This is uh, David Furiazzo. It was posted today at harbingersdaily.com. Folks, I, mm -mm 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 -mm. I'm going to tell you what. You might want to strap on your seatbelt, set your coffee down, whatever you're doing. Put on your boots because it's going to get deep. Mm. But here we go. Is there any doubt Generation Z is the most programmed, some would say brainwashed in history? The latest news from Gallup is the number of people identifying as LGBT has doubled in the last 10 years. And those under 25 are driving the numbers. Also, quote, identifying is a key word here. In our cultural Marxist moment, it's been over a half century long effort to deceive American youth, deconstruct morality, destroy family values along with Judeo. Christian influence, groom school children, redefine truth, and train up an army of godless, rebellious young people. He says, in his great-grandparents' generation, he says, I wonder what percentage of Americans identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. He goes, I think we can all guess with great accuracy, almost zero. According to the new Gallup Post, 7.2% of U.S. adults identify as LGBTQ today. Gallup first began reporting on LGBT identification in 2012, in the number they came up with was 3.5% of Americans. Folks, that was 2012. While researching this, he says, I came across an article in the Christian Science Monitor called Gays on Prime Time. This was 22 years ago, or 2001, mentioning the rapid increase of programming as gay themes and characters changed the TV landscape. There are many factors involved here, including Hollywood, the liberal media, the antichrist education system, pushers of DEI and wokeness, uh, leftist politicians, the 2015 SCOTUS decision on a gay marriage, big 
tech, social media, and rebellion against God and parental authority. But few reports seem to analyze the massive influence on kids by their friends. I'm just going to toss this up there, but did that just not look like 2 Timothy chapter 3? I'm just, you know, anyway. So um, author and conservative talk show host Dennis Prager believes it's obvious that today's young adults have, quote, have, quote, have been uh, deeply influenced by their peers, unquote. He said the chances are good for your son or daughter to identify as LGBT um, if they go to a big city public school. And judging from recent reports, small town schools aren't far behind. Same ideology, same teachers union, curriculum and media messaging, just a different town and a population. Plus, not only is it trendy, like I said before, but you score popularity points when you bow to the gods of LGBTQ ideology. Obviously, politics play a big role in this, and presidents don't light up the White House in rainbow colors for nothing. It sends a message, and Dennis Prager adds, what the left is doing to this country is destroying it. It's as simple as that. And if you vote for the Democratic Party, you are participating in the destruction of the country and the consequences to your children and grandchildren. Anyway, David Freer also continues and he says a key takeaway from the new poll uh, is the growing presence of Generation Z when it comes to embracing new identities. It's not a newsflash to say Gen Z is more likely uh, than any other age group to uh, or generation in history to identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or something, quote, other than heterosexual. Gallup also showed only 75% of Generation Z respondents called themselves heterosexual or straight, compared to 92% of older adults. Generation Z includes those adults born between 1997 and 2004. In this age group, nearly one in five, or 19.7%, of members consider themselves part of the LGBT community with 13.1% describing themselves as bisexual. He goes on to say, what's really sobering is the fact the proportion of the uh, of all Americans who identify as LGBT uh, can be expected to grow. Why? Younger generations will make up a larger share of the total U.S. adult population. The last couple of generations in particular have generally conformed to secular cultural uh, were taught uh, to reject God and bought the live evolution, which is why we now see moral relativism and postmodernism ruling the day. Writing at the Christian Post, Ryan Foley states, The trans-identified population has become significant focus in America public policy as, state, as states take measures to require student-athletes to compete on sports teams that correspond with their biological sex and ban the genital uh, mutilation of minors with gender dysphoria. And so it goes on to say, uh, David says, uh, Firazzo, he goes on to say, these are things most of us never imagined having to legislate, and yet here we are. But there's a vast difference between the feelings of young people today, philosophies of this world, and facts. Keeping it all in perspective, those identifying as queer, asexual, pansexual, or in other category within the LGBT movement account for point one percent of the overall u.s population you may be saying to yourself wait that's all yes that's all and that's a great example of non-stop effective marketing campaign experts disagree about what produces homosexual attraction in people but the latest research seems to indicate social and cultural influences lead that lead the way 
the American Psycho- the American Psychological Association admits there is no consensus among scientists about the exact reasons an individual develops a bisexual, gay, or lesbian orientation. President of the Ruth Institute, Dr. Jennifer Moore's PhD, commented in a quote. Uh, the increasing percentages of young people labeling themselves as LGBT cannot possibly be due to genetic factors. There cannot be an outbreak of a genetic condition, unquote. And uh, David goes on to say, as I reported on a few months ago, even though the agenda dominates culture, uh, but the numbers don't add up. But reminded how important it is to, he says, but he says, be reminded how important it is to understand the ignored and overlooked fact that according to a U, a recent u.s census same-sex quote married couples only consist of 0.9 percent of american households yes folks i read that right it says who needs higher numbers when you have such widespread influence and effective propaganda in genesis 1:28, god blessed man and woman saying to them be fruitful and multiply but since the homosexual left cannot reproduce they have to recruit Tragically, forces of darkness have easier and greater access to young kids than ever before in history. Our part is to preach Jesus, truth, protect children, understand the times, and expose this evil, especially when it is being called good. And my dog is all about that. And that is, um, if you want to go look that up, that's in uh, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, I believe. Anyway, so earlier he says he pointed out the word identify because it is very likely not too many years from now, most of these same uh, young people will have grown out of it and moved on and returned to some semblance of sexual normality. Normal? Now that's another word for another time, he says. Folks, that was an article by David Furiazzo. And you can find it at harbingersdaily.com. And um, I I was just thinking about this today. Like, you know, I think I mentioned it on a... a another program I did either yesterday or day before um, about it just being like, you know, rebellious, you know, or it's like now it's like a popular thing just to say that, but like I said, 0.1% of the population. It's not very many people. And then even less at 0.9% are the uh, same sex quote married couples. And so, but look at, look at where all they've gone. Look where it's all at. Look, it is infiltrated every aspect of everybody's life. I mean, you can't get away from it. It's everywhere. But like I said, we're living in the end days. We're living in the end days. So guys, if you uh if you haven't checked out that prophecy conference from Andy Wood, it's really good. Check it out. And if you haven't checked out uh Pastor Billy Crone's latest update on Colossus Schwab, go check that out. If you haven't downloaded his app at getlifemedia.com, you better go download that today, folks. Anyway, I wanted to jump on, give you guys a quick update on what's going on. And I wanted to read that article last night, but I didn't get to it. Um, so anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to uh, get off of here and uh, go take a nap. Maybe get some sleep tonight. <laughs> anyway, uh, with that, guys, I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you. And uh, get your rapture practice in as we await the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, what are you waiting for? Today is the day of salvation. Cry out to him. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Confess that you are a sinner. Ask him to forgive you. Believe that God raised him and he or he died on the cross for our sins. Believe that God raised him three days later from the dead and you will be saved. Anyway, with that, guys, I'm going to get off here. And as always, get in the word of God and let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.